this false start? Well, sort of. This is another rendition of QB Sneak. I'm John Bueller, staff writer at Fansided.com. Just like the Heinz Award interview from a few weeks ago, I told y'all anytime Cody Rye will have an opportunity to speak with somebody in the football world, college or pro, we'll put it on this feed. Um, and I had that opportunity on Monday. I spoke with San Francisco 49ers, all-pro tight end, and Iowa legend George Kittle on behalf of Alka Seltzer. Kittle is one of the best at what he does. Um, he also has you know, a very interesting path to the NFL. You know, He may have played for his beloved Iowa Hawkeyes, you know, being a native Iowan and all, but you know, he didn't put up a lot of stats in college, but he's probably the greatest tight end to ever play there. You know, probably right up there with, you know, the Dallas Clarks of the world. But, you know, I asked him a little bit about what's making the 49ers so good this season. At the time of this recording, they are eleven and three. They've just locked up the NFC West and, you know, are looking to be the number one seed in the NFC. This team is really good. They play complimentary football. It's a fun team to watch no matter who you like in the NFL. Sorry if you're an NFC West fan, but this team is excellent. And that's what this show is all about, celebrating excellence. In my conversation with Kittle, uh, we touched a little bit on other things, not just 49ers. You know, we talked about Brock Purdy, you know, the kind of fun that they have, you know, being on different sides of the rivalry in Cyhawk. You know, what makes Kirk Ferentz's team so interesting, particularly at the tight end position? Like, why does it always translate? And then I asked him a few questions about, you know, what he thinks about the Big Ten. You know, the Big Ten West is going away. Iowa's still there. The four Pac-12 schools are coming in. It should be a good time. George Kittle's a fantastic conversation. I hope you enjoy it. George Kittle, perennial pro bowler for the San Francisco 49ers, tight end, Iowa legend. Uh, what can you tell me about the work you're doing with Alka-Seltzer and motivating fans to say yes? Well, you know, I just want to motivate fans, you know, be positive and say yes. But um, it's been really fun to partner with Alex Seltzer, one, because I've been a huge fan of the product for over 10 years now, which is really fun for me. But at the same time, everyone knows that I like to have fun, both on and off the football field. And that's what makes Alex Seltzer so cool is because they want to help people say yes for going big on game day without any unwanted symptoms kind of slowing them down. So it doesn't really matter, you know, what you do the night before, you know, what you do on the day of the game, Alpha Seltzer has your back and they're going to help you through that day so you have as much fun as you possibly can cheering on your team to victory. Definitely. Uh, work hard, play hard. I love it. So you guys locked up the division yesterday. You've been truly dominant over your NFC West opponents. Do you guys get up for that a little bit more than other games or you guys just happen to be really locked in for those games? I think it's a combination of both. I think um, one of the best attributes of this roster and this team right now, you know, coaches included and everyone in the building, um, everyone's just been so dialed in week to week. And like each week is a business trip. Each week is like the only game that matters. And the only thing that, you know, matters is winning that one game. And, and I, most of the teams that I have been on, you know, the ones that win, like that's kind of your mindset, but you know, you're in a different situation. You know, like 2021, our backs are in the wall. We had to win every single game or else we were going to make the playoffs. And, it's a little bit different this time. It's like, okay, well, are you, you, we are in the playoffs, but, you know, what, is that enough for us, or are we trying to, you know, go win the one seed because, you know, we're actually in control of our destiny at, at, the, at the current moment. And so it's uh, it's been really awesome to be part of a team who just has this business mindset every single day of, okay, we got to get better during practice. We have to learn a little bit, and we have to go execute. And 
So that, that's that been a big part of it. Um, but at the same time, man, anytime you go against your division rival, you know, I'm not going to say there's bad blood or anything like that, but, you know, playing the same team twice, it's, it gets, I don't want, kind of annoying because you see the same looks, you play the same guys. Some guys like to talk trash the same way or, you know, whatever they want to say. And it's just, you definitely get up for a little bit. And especially, you know, with the season we're having, we don't want to give, we didn't. We don't really want to give any one of our division rivals like the pleasure of trying to, you know, uh, hurt our season anyway. And so anytime you can get through, you know, we, we swept two out of three right now, and we got the Rams, you know, later in the season. But um, you know, we, we're kind of getting that job done, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I can definitely tell you guys are really locked in. Um, seems like everybody is. This has got to be one of Kyle's best teams since taking over. For you guys, um, one thing I've been curious about is a lot of coaches seem to have a hard time, you know, calling plays and being the head coach, but he manages it very, very well. Let me know a little bit how that kind of works because it's it's very rare for it to work that well at the highest level. Like for Kyle to call plays and be the head coach? Yeah, some people... Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I'll say, yeah, some people struggle with it. I think what Kyle does a great job of, of he does such a good job of planning throughout the week and the coaches that are helping him call plays are doing a great job of helping him like set up, like he knows in every situation, like he knows exactly like, hey, here are the, here are the five to 10 play calls I wanna call in second and seven from the 37 yard line going in. Like he is very prepared for it, but he's also, what he's great at is too, like the coaches around him. And like when you're winning games, you kind of get into a, a rhythm and stuff like that. Like the guys, like our run game quarters from uh, Coach Furster to Brian Flurry, my tight ends coach, who does some of the run game stuff, and our pass game coordinators, like the Kubiak brothers, like they, they're all helping Kyle, like kind of build this game plan. And Kyle is, you know, he's orchestrating it, and, you know, he's calling the plays, and, you know, he goes um, to the beat of his own drum sometimes. But they've kind of just gotten into this routine and rhythm of getting our best players, the, you know, the, the ball in space and the way that he's calling these games. And, um, yes, does Kyle have a lot of things going on with? Yeah, sure, you know, he demands the entire game, and, you know, when the defense is out there, he has to pay attention a little bit in case he needs to, you know, argue with a ref or throw a challenge flag or something like that. But the, our coaches have just done such a great job of just, I feel like, feeding him all the information that he possibly needs so he's ready to make those calls because, you know, there's no one I'd rather have called plays than Kyle just because he's so dialed into it every single second. And, you know, there's, there's not very many people who care – and have a passion for the game of football uh, the way that he has it. One of the things I really like about your team this year is it's truly complimentary football. Obviously, Arizona was playing you guys very tough early on in the game yesterday. The defense makes some plays. Then you started getting involved more in the receiving game, and then it just kind of got out of hand for them. But how how do you guys go about playing complimentary football like this, like, is, is it kind of cool where, like, the defense can pick you up and the offense can pick you up and vice versa? I think it's a huge advantage you guys have over pretty much everybody right now. You know what? I, I agree with you. When you're playing complimentary football, it's that, that's when you're at your best. Is the defense gets a turnover and the offense goes out there and scores a touchdown. Um, the defense gets a pick six, you know, and the, the special teams does a great job. Like, like when all three phases are running efficiently, um, it's, hard to, it's hard to get beat. Um, it's because our defense has its standard of we're going to fly around, we're going to hit everybody, all 11 guys are going to be on the ball 24-7. Every time you throw a check down, our linebackers are going to hit you really hard until you start, you know, kind of short-arming it. You don't really want to catch the ball because you don't want to get hit anymore. You know, they're trying to hit running backs as hard as they possibly can. And then our offense is, hey, we're trying to move the ball, convert on third down, and score in the red zone. 
and we're doing a good job of that. Our special teams are doing a good job too. So like when all three phases are just kind of clicking, it, it's hard to find that weakness, uh, you know, in that armor. I would agree. Um, I guess I had two uh, Brock Purdy related questions. Uh, the first one is you had a such a tremendous rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo before, but it seems like it's just as good with Brock. What makes him be so dynamic this soon into his NFL career? Oh, wow. Um, well, besides being like incredibly talented, like he's got arm talent, he's got the brains for it, he's got the will for it, he's got the confidence in himself, he believes in himself. Um, and he kind of just like, he kind of just exudes or like, he kind of just lets off his confidence. And it's not cocky by any means, because he's incredibly humble and he doesn't, he hates talking about himself which is awesome. You know, you want guys who understand that, you know, they're not, you know, God's greatest gift. <clears throat> but, you know, when you can when you can take a deep breath and have that confidence, especially at the quarterback position, it, it really it leaks off to all your other all your other players, whether it's your offensive line, whether it's your skill position, whether it's your coaches, whether it's the defense. Like people see that and like, oh wow, this guy is he's bringing it today. And I'm going to bring it today, too. And it's when you're part of a team that everyone's bringing it. It's just really fun. And, you know, Brock does such a great job every single day. He's consistent. He's an animal. Um, and you can just see, like, when he throws on those awesome passes, and you see him, like, just celebrating, taking a moment by himself, just, like, screaming at the ground. That, that's the type of player that you want to be with because you can tell he's so competitive and all he wants to do is play at a high level and win. Did you know about him a lot from, like, with Cyhawk? Obviously, him playing for you your alma mater's rival, and do you have, like, any bets going on with him with that game in the locker room? Um, aware of him? Yes, 100%. But I'm most aware of that Brock's 0-4 against Iowa. <laughs> so I have that on him for the rest of his career. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, this year when Iowa won, I, he wore a, a Herky the Hawkeye mascot head for his uh, interview on a Wednesday. That was pretty fun for me. I love that. I've got a f- anything to get Brock in some Iowa gear. That sounds perfect. That's what I'm talking about. i got a few um, Iowa questions for you. Kirk Ferentz has, you know, been a mainstay at Iowa City. I've always wondered, like, what makes Iowa tied into you? I know you're a big advocate for that. Like, what makes the players go to the NFL and have such tremendous success after playing for him? Um, they, at the University of Iowa, <clears throat> one of the first things I heard as a freshman was, if you don't learn how to run block, you're never going to play here. And, you know, when you hear that as an 18-year-old, they're like, oh, okay, sounds good. Well, I better figure this out then. And then what Iowa does is it's such a school of we're going to take, you know, all these two-star, three-star guys and make them NFL ready um, through hard work and through reps. And the amount of reps that you get, like, fundamentally in Iowa from run-blocking technique, first step, second step, half placement, inside hand, vertical leverage, horizontal leverage, from doing that, like, every single day for five years and then the pass game stuff as well, um, you just kind of develop this mindset of I'm going to work my tail off every single day so I have a chance to succeed at the next level. And then if you buy into that and you, you know, you trust that, you know, the coach that you're getting is good because Kirk is a great coach and he does know the fundamentals of football at a very high level and knows how to get guys, you know, it helps them figure it out quickly. Um, if you trust in that process, uh, I'm going to take all of these reps and, you know, it's not going to be fun to wake up for all these, you know, early morning workouts. It's not going to, you know, to run outside zone, you know, 45 to 50 times a day and the defense knows it coming, is it really fun? No, well, not all the time, but am I getting better from it? Yes. And if you can just continue to get better from it, you know, that that's why you have these guys that come out of Iowa that can play football, like, immediately when they get out. It's because they're ready for the moment. They're, they understand that football is not just a sport, it's your job. 
and you have to try really hard. You have to give full effort. You have to work on the fundamentals consistently. Otherwise, you're gonna get passed up and passed over. And um, tight in you, you know, the University of Iowa just keeps chugging them out just because they just instill this hard work and this dedication to the game and the grind. And when you kind of figure that out, and then you you know you get a chance to play in that offense too. Um, they, they do feed the tight ends from time to time. And so it's just, it, it, you get good stuff on tape and you have a work ethic and a mindset. That's perfect. Uh, one last question. Um, I'm curious about what your thoughts are with conference realignment, playoff expansion, and obviously the Big Ten West dissolving. Like how does, how do you feel like Iowa fits into all that in the new expanded Big Ten? Ooh, kind of wild, isn't it? I mean, there's a bunch of teams now. You have people that are going to hear me flying from Rutgers to UCLA, from Iowa to USC, you know, Michigan out there, Michigan to Washington. I think Washington goes to Iowa next year. Um, it's uh, it's kind of crazy, you know. It's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of travel on those guys. Um, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, what happens this year. And I'm all for, you know, more teams playing more teams. I think that's awesome. But um, a lot of travel on college, you know, college students and, I know that would have been tough on me when I was 20 years old and had no idea what was really going on besides the schedule that my coaches gave me. But um, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. And but I will say, like getting uh, getting those fan, like getting to experience new stadiums and stuff, are gonna, it's going to be a pretty special moment for all the kids that get to play now. Definitely outstanding stuff, George Kill working with Elka Seltzer. Thank you for your time. Oh, thanks, man. You have a great day. You too, man. And there you have it. Another interesting wrinkle in the wonderful world of QB Snake here at False Start. George Kittle is fantastic. It's my first time ever speaking with him, and I knew that he was going to be something else. A very likable guy. Certainly a guy you want to have in the foxhole with you going forward. Uh, My favorite thing about speaking with Kittle about the 49ers is just how much trust everybody seems to have with each other on Kyle Shanahan's roster. It's incredible. So that's amazing. And then I guess from Iowa, I knew that they had a very strong rivalry with Iowa State. I love that he can have fun at the expense of Brock Purdy. It's all good fun. But I think the other thing is having a better understanding of why Kirk Ferentz's tight ends translate so well because blocking gets them on the field. It always kind of guarantees that these players will have a place in the NFL because, you know, a tight end's primary job is blocking, not necessarily catching passes. We tend to forget that sometimes in a very pass-heavy league. So it's pretty obvious, but, you know, maybe not obvious enough for me to realize that at the time. And then I think from what he said about uh, conference realignment, he really likes the fact that you get these really cool, interesting matchups. You know, like Iowa gets to play Washington. You know, Michigan State gets to play USC. These things don't happen very often, maybe outside of bowl season. So these guys get to go play in really cool places. So, yeah, that was very interesting to me. But, yes, um, enjoy Christmas. Spend time with your family. Have fun. Uh, Cody and I have pre-recorded a special Christmas episode for you. It will be going up uh, during the big day. And then he and I will be back for False Start episode 34 or 35, I lost track at this point, on Thursday, you know, with our regular scheduled programming. Uh, Once again, thanks for listening, and this is False Start. (laughs) 